This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Garden Show is brought to you by the Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt on the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. The sous chef of the garden. Hello. Good morning. Frank Proctor here. Good morning. What Good a gorgeous morning. Saturday. It is a beaut. I can just, right in my, uh, my mind, I'm picturing people wheeling out the barbecues. Oh, I'm the, thinking they're wheeling out the wheelbarrows. And, well, yeah, <laughs> because we get, we got to get ready. This is the garden show, my friends. Yeah. And beside me here in the studio is the siren of the sweet peas, oh. the lady of the lilacs, and the queen of the quinces. That would be Charlie Dobbin. Did you stay up all night thinking that one up? Well, not all night, but... Pretty close. Certainly, yeah, pretty close. Uh, <laughs> phone numbers. If you want to talk to Charlie, and I hope you do, here we, here we go. Uh, for Toronto area listeners, the number is 416-360-0740. And anywhere else in the province of Ontario, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Our mantra is call early, call often, one question per call. And please let Justin know, uh, who will be answering the phones there this morning, uh, that if you're a first-time caller, you, mm-hmm. this is what you get. little uh, welcome to the show. Wing, ding, ding. There. A little dingle, yeah. which represents the wings. Those are your yes. butterfly wings. Uh, okay, lots going on. I know. You're... It's clearly the weather. <laughs> okay. It's also the time of year. But, yeah, lots going on. So, number one, tomorrow I will be in Sarnia at the Sarnia Home Show. I'll be speaking at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. And my topic is stand up and garden. So it's all about keeping, yeah. keeping yourself clean, you know, because you're standing up and having a, you know, above ground gardening situation. So indoors, outdoors, yeah. Have whatever. Have a good look at the Blue Water Bridge down there. I will for sure. I will be speaking at the Clearwater Arena with Clearwater Arena Complex, which is uh, located at 1400 Wellington Street in Sarnia. Okay, good. Right. Okay, I just, I got to go straight to this one. I love it too much. Remember last week we were talking about the little acorns yeah. that we planted because uh-huh. we're growing oak trees right. from the acorns we collected in High Park. And uh, I will tell you more about that later in the show because we only planted one on air. But as you know, there was nine germinated acorns. So, uh, but in my searching, I found this website and I mentioned it last week on the radio and the website, it's a YouTube uh, channel. And it's run by a young man named Jeremiah Johnson. It's called Jeremiah Johnson 84. Uh, And it's cute because then later in the week, I got an email. I got to read you the email. It starts, good morning. I wanted to sincerely thank you, Charlie Dobbin, for sharing the YouTube channel that I created called Growing Trees with Seed by Jeremiah Johnson 84 with the listeners of the show. My grandparents 
Polly and Norman Straub from Horseshoe Valley, Ontario, listen to your radio show every Saturday morning and were thrilled to hear mention of their grandson's channel last week. Well, isn't that nice? I created the show to inspire others to get out into the forests or parks and show that all of us can grow trees from seed ourselves. As trees are an incredibly... Flip my page. Valuable and important part of the environment, we all have the power to play a role in the ongoing life cycle of trees in our communities. I also wanted to mention that I am in the process of creating e-books on how to grow trees from seed, starting with oak trees and then maple trees with more to follow. The books will be available for less than a few dollars and will provide a range of information from finding seeds, storing, planting, and growing seeds, trees from seed for those who require more information. Thank you again for sharing my video with your listeners. I wish you the best with the show and the upcoming growing season. Feel free to contact me for more information, kind regards, and happy planting. Sincerely, Jeremiah Johnson, 84. Well, how about that? That's terrific. Isn't that great? And hello so, to his grandparents. Yeah, hello. Horseshoe Valley, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Hello to his grandparents, and, and good for you for sending such a nice email. It was unexpected. All right. Uh, other events. Yes. It's Earth Day coming Earth up. Day? It's Earth oh. Week, right? Yeah. Earth, Earth Week. Earth Day is next week, the 23rd. So celebrations start today at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. There's guided hikes, scavenger hunts, nature, theater, and woodland crafts. All of this and planting in the teaching garden. So grab a discovery map and follow the balloons up to the teaching garden. Stroller accessible from noon until 4 o'clock today. Free, no registration registration required. So there's a good outing for anybody who wants to get outside and take the kids. Yeah. Franklin, get your grandbabies Alrighty. and get yep. going. Uh, the New Market Garden Club monthly meeting, April 21st. Uh, Spring Fever with Vicki Taylor-Scott held at 8 p.m. Newmarket Community Center, Doug Duncan Drive in Newmarket. So that's coming up. Uh, remember, last chance to order your worm castings from the Riverdale Hort Society. Remember, they're selling those monster bags mm. of worm poop, as you like to call it, for only $15. <laughs> if you want to order this, you must email rhswormcastings.com. At gmail.com. Last pickup day is May 9th, so get on that one. Coming up on Sunday, May 3rd, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is holding a super plant sale. It happens at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, 777 Lawrence Avenue East in Toronto. Rare and familiar plants from the members' gardens, plus donations from respected horticultural companies, plus seed-grown specialty plants from the members themselves. 11 until 3, free admission and parking. And I, oh, one more, just for uh, uh, Sunday, April 26th. The Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society. They are meeting on Sunday, April 28th at 2 p.m. at the Royal Botanical Garden Center, which, of course, is located at 680 Plains Road West in Burlington, meeting in rooms three and four. Lindsay Wilcox will share his techniques and methods on naturally growing old garden roses in southern Ontario. Everyone is welcome to attend. No entrance or parking fees. For more information, contact hbrosesociety at simpatico.ca. Okay. All right. Well, we got to push along here, my friends. I agree. Yes. First thing you're, you're talking about, uh, standing up and, you know, feeling yeah. good in your garden. Mm-hmm. All well, we know how to help you there if you're having <laughs> a little problem bending down and then standing up is to take Sierra Sil, as Charlie and I both do. I take mm-hmm. my three little pills in the, in the morning. morning. Me too. Yep. And, and then that helps... Keeps my joints oiled, so to speak, <laughs> so you don't creak 
Greased, you know? <laughs> greased joints. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it does work. I mean, I can't tell you how much up and down, up and down bending yep. I've done in these last few days, just cleaning up leaves in the garden and digging up those violets that keep moving to places I don't want them. And, and you know, worth noting, too, it's a fine Canadian company mm-hmm. headquartered in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. The actual product comes from the Sierra Mountains, hence the name Sierra Sill. Right. But check it out, maybe online. You can check them online. You can give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 or on the web, sierrasill.com. You got it. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And here we are, ready to go to the phone lines. And the first trip of the day goes to West Lorne. And there's Sharon. Hi. Good morning, Sharon. Morning, Charlie. Beautiful spring morning. Exactly. Good morning. Yes. Um, What I'm calling about is I called um, earlier this year. uh, I had um, dug up my tulip bulbs and put them in um, onion sacks and left them in the garage. I'd called, and you said that I could plant them in planters and whatever, and then they would come up. Uh I never did get them planted in planters. Um, So I was wondering, they're starting to sprout now, Uh and I was wondering if I could plant them now, if they would come along, or if I should wait and plant them in the fall again. No. Oh, they need to, they'll just shrivel up and die if you wait till fall. Okay. So they do need to get in the ground. Now, okay. whether that you can put them out where you're going to want them in the long term or yeah. you, yeah, that'd be the easiest thing by far. Okay. Uh, pointy okay. side up and, uh, yeah, get them in the ground as soon as you can. And I think you'll find they, they may not flower, but, yeah, but allow them. Yeah, let them grow because the green leaves that come up will fatten the bulb up. So yeah. next year you'll have a good show. Okay. Fine. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks okay. for your call, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Sharon. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Hey, there you are. That's First so, caller. so yeah. funny, that forgetting bulbs. Yeah. It happens. Oh, yeah. And you, oh, and you remember too late. Yeah. Well, let's see what's happening in Welland. There's Mary Jane. Hi. Good morning, Mary Jane. Hi. Good morning. Um, I have uh, never had good luck with these gara, mm-hmm. which do fabulously in my garden, but I can't winter them over. They are a very tender perennial. So last fall, I thought, okay, I'm going to bring, dig them up, pot them, and I brought them in with my hibiscus and my mandevillas uh-huh. and put them in with them. And the, the uh, hibiscus and the mandevilla are just glorious. But I don't see any signs of life in these little guys, and I think I've killed them again. <laughs> oh, dear. So well, did, when, when I'm you tired of buying them as annual. <laughs> when you brought them in in the fall, were they, they had leaves and they were... Oh, yeah. So did they just, like, drop all their leaves when you brought them in? Yeah, they just shriveled away. <laughs> I cut them back. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, it's always a bit of a trick as to when to do that cutting back. Typically, the best thing to do if you're going to bring a plant in, unless you need to cut it back just because it's too big to get in the door, I like to kind of leave them alone, let them settle into the new environment. They're going to drop a few leaves. You know, they're going to not grow a lot. But bottom line is uh, serious cutting back takes place in March. You know, Mary Jane and Charlie, yes. there might be a lot of people like me who say, what the what heck is, is that? Gora? What are you talking about? So it's spelled G A. U R A. They're I, glorious. They're and they're, I have two of the, two spots. They're perfect in the garden. But I would just love to winter these things over. Now I don't know. Can I leave them out and just heap mulch on them? And 
Like, I don't know what That's to do. what, yeah. That, and when you've been planting them in the garden, you have been, had them in a sunny spot, I assume. Well, they get the morning sun, and they're really happy. Yeah. The, I mean, for people that don't know what Gora looks like, it's um, the flowers are on long stems, uh, sometimes like a meter long, very oh, no thin little oh. stems, and they wave in the wind, and they look like butterflies. The oh, they're fla- beautiful. They're just, yeah, because there's so much movement from well, these Charlie's plants. Well, just brought this up on the web yes, for me. Yes, you can see and that sort of Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. You're right. They beautiful. are. They're be- beautiful, and they bloom a long time. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and I, I mean, I'm happy to keep going out and buying two every year. <laughs> but, uh, I, I just thought, okay, there's got to be a way I can. Well, I, don't, I don't know. So maybe if I, so next year if I get two more, if these, if I feel yeah. these. If I would I get, bring them in. I should just leave them. Then? I would be inclined to not bring them in. Okay. Uh, and where you are, I'm amazed that they are not surviving. But do the mulching that you suggested there. You know, okay. get them in the ground in the spring. Enjoy them. Make sure it's a good quality soil. Make sure it's a well-drained soil. They don't want to be in a wet spot. No, they just, they absolutely thrived last yeah. winter. They were so healthy. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna, maybe maybe these things are late bloomers. Maybe they will still. You never know. Out. That's right. That's right. So, the, um, and of course, the weather is nice enough that you could take them out during the day, bring them in at night. Well, just, that's what I've been doing. This week, good idea. Good idea. And then, Uh, yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a bit of work. Well, thank you for your help. I'm going to try and mulch the daylights out of them next winter and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just looking here quickly on the web. It refers to a tap root, so they obviously don't want to be moved very often, and it just suggests that they are difficult to transplant because of that tap root. Oh, well, there's Um, killed them again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we'll try try again, and I'll I'll just try heaping mulch on them. I've got lots of mulch. Okay, good. And I'm determined to do this, so it's going to happen. All right, good. Mary Jane the murderess. Let us know how it goes. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Mary Jane. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. The murderers. Listen to you. You're not supposed to concentrate on the negative. No, of course not. Well, you know, it's some plants, like Gora is a good example. They want a well-drained soil. If they're in a a low spot in your garden or a soggy soil or we have a wet winter and it rains and it rains and it rains, they will rot. They just will not survive the winter. And they are not a long-lived perennial at the best of times. They're unlike a peony that can last for 50 years. Gora does not. Okay, good, good point. And I want to look that up again. It's G U G A G A U U R A R A. Yeah, common pretty. name is windflower because the flowers yeah. blow in the wind. They're really pretty. Like they dance. The flowers dance. Well, we have to dance right now oh, uh, to us. our next commercial break, my <laughs> okay. friends. So hang tight. We're going to be come back, uh, coming back to Cote d'Ivoire, Erie, and talk to Rosemary right after these words on AM seven forty Zuma Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, welcoming Rosemary from Fort Erie. Hi, Rosemary. Hi. Good morning. I enjoy you very much, and you're both so informative and entertaining. Well, Thank there you. you go. Well, I don't know if Frank's so uh, informative, but he's definitely entertaining. <laughs> yes, I knew I was going to get that. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, roses. Uh-huh. Um, la- I've had roses for a long time, and the last quite a few years I've had thrip. Mm. And last year it was terrible. 
plus I had a lot of black spot on my roses last year. Is there anything I can start doing to try to get this thrip under control? I can only get maybe one flush, and then they start to go on me. Hmm. You should have to find the thrips affect the first flush more than anything, and then, yes. then they move on. Well, no, they won't affect the first flush, and yours. then they move on. Wow. So, okay, one thing you could do is we've talked about dormant spray on the show in the past for yes. fruit trees particularly, but dormant spray, which is a horticultural oil mixed with lime, sulfur, and water, can be sprayed now on your roses because mm-hmm. they are dormant still, and they, that spray will uh, eliminate and annihilate overwintering insect eggs and pathogens like black spot spores. So it's a very, very good preventative spray if you've been having problems with diseases or insects. And of course, roses do tend to be very tasty. So insects often do attack them. So Mm -hmm. I would do that right away. The other thing is, are they getting full sun? Are they getting, you know, six hours plus of sunlight every day? Oh, yes. Good. And do you fertilize every spring? Yes, my husband does. That's his job. Okay, good. And I prune, he fertilizes. Okay, and when you prune, do you do fairly radical pruning? Only in the uh, fall when I'm putting them to bed. Okay. So Other what I, than that, I just, um, I, I, you know, prune them to keep them in nice shape and not being caught on people. Right. See, what I would do is, I, I do my, the fall pruning I do is strictly to um, bring them to a point where they aren't going to grab anybody or, or, or break each other, you know, rub yes. canes in the wind, in the winter wind. So I'll take them down to maybe knee height, maybe, you know, a little bit taller, a little bit shorter than the knees. In mm. the spring is when I do radical pruning, and I go right down to, you know, two inches tall. Really? Yeah. Dramatic. Well, see, now I've been doing it the opposite way around. I take them right down for the winter. Yeah. So that's what we say, knees in the fall, ankles in the spring oh. when it comes to pruning roses. Oh. Uh, and that's, so would that be affecting me? Oh, you like that? I, I'm <laughs> writing that down. Knees in the fall, <laughs> ankles, ankles in the, in the spring. spring. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And so it's a quite a dramatic pruning in the spring. And of course, it's removing any skinny canes, any deadwood, obviously. Right. And what you want when you look at your spring uh, rose just prior to fertilizing it, it should look like an open hand. So it should have at the most five canes uh-huh. growing out as if your hand is extended. They should uh-huh. be growing out to the to the growing to the outside of the center or the crown of the plant. Right. So gotcha. uh, so the center as the plant starts to grow, the center of the plant still gets good air and good sun penetration. And again you'll have fewer black spot problems. Oh okay. But this thrip thing, is there nothing I can put on it or is that no, there's no more. See, we used to have systemic insecticides where we could spray and then the plant would become toxic and then an insect would mm-hmm. die when it mm-hmm. took a bite out of the plant. But the, the uh, systemic insecticides are no longer available. So there's nothing you can do in that kind of <clears throat> in that way. <clears throat> do keep an eye. I mean, as soon as you see that that bent neck, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, the bud bends over because the thrip has laid eggs there. Don't even leave it there because that flower will never open properly. No, so I know. Remove right away. Remove okay. and don't compost, like right into the garbage. Get them off the property. Yes, yes, that's what we did. And we did that with all the black spot. And, the, yeah. and I even afterwards cleaned my um, clippers and I threw out my garden gloves and oh, cleaned well, everything yeah, up good. in the fall. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. The, and, you know, black spot, some roses are more susceptible than others, number one. I've never one. had it so bad as I had the last year. But it was, co- it was that cool, dark, <clears throat> excuse me, late spring. 
Yes. Really uh, contributed to a mm-hmm. lot of disease problems. So, you know, that, that's partly you, you can't control the weather. I mean, there is uh, garden sulfur that you can use, and there's something called serenade that you can use as a preventative when the weather's really wet day after day after day. You want to prevent fungal diseases on the growing roses. Like right mm-hmm. now, you wouldn't use those things because you have no <clears throat> leaves. But no. once the leaves are there, serenade or garden sulfur, which would be a liquid form, sprayed on to the roses during those wet, humid uh, periods can help with the control of fungal spores germinating and spreading. Let's just find out and see if Rosemary really was paying attention. What's the little saying when it comes to (laughs) pruning roses? It's knees. Uh, knees in the fall, ankles in the spring. You got it. Hey, that's good. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> One more thing, just um, when, with black spot. Do you have put mulch at the base of your roses, like a, a wood, chipped wood mulch at all? No. Very good idea. Helps a lot when it comes to avoiding the spreading of pathogens. Really? Yeah, because a raindrop hits a leaf. Mm-hmm. picks up a fungal spore, drops down to the soil, and you'd be amazed how, what a splashback there is when a raindrop hits the soil, thus oh. spreading that pathogen to anything that's close by, wow. like another leaf or another rose. Okay. Whereas mulch at the base of your roses, you don't get that splashback. Oh, wonderful. Well, now, how about that? There you go. Yeah. Oh, just all kinds of tips I, today. All kinds oh, of good boy. stuff. I'm, I'm going out. I'll get my husband out there. That's, as I say, yeah. that's his Good job. idea. And send him over to my house when he's done at yours. <laughs> just like here. Uh, he's in charge of fertilizer there. I'm in charge of fertilizer in the studio. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'll spread a little bit. Yes, yeah, we we yes. got to push along here. But that's thanks for the call, Rosemary. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. 932 Bye-bye. here at AM 740 Zuma Radio. You're listening to The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin and, and with Frank, Frank the fertilizer spreader. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's great. That I like that. Non- we, maybe you won't be the sous chef of the garden anymore. You'll just be in charge of the fertilizer. And, well, I more or less am. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Dawn, dawning on me, uh, there's Dawn on the line from Coburg. Hey, mm. Dawn, how are you doing? Hello, Dawn. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. Thank you. You too. I had a question regarding uh, container gardening. I'm planning on... Uh, planting up a few very large containers, and, as, and I was wondering if there's anything that I could put in the bottom half of the containers rather than using the more expensive potting soil or triple mix or something like that. Okay, so uh, what, excuse me, give me an idea how big the containers are. About three feet across and four feet tall. Okay, and what are you planning on planting? Uh, just annuals, oh. uh, geraniums. Good. Stuff like that. Definitely. Yes. You, there's no way you want to put four feet of expensive potting soil when you're only planting mm-hmm. annuals. You won't, won't need more than about 18 inches of good potting soil on the top. Right. Underneath, well, I'll tell you, I have used bubble wrap. I have used styrofoam, blocks of styrofoam. I have used concrete blocks. <laughs> I oh, have really? used empty okay. nursery pots upside down just to fill that space below. Right. And, um, but, of course, you can always just go with a straight, like a topsoil at the very bottom. Right. Uh, and just make sure whatever it is, it does drain because right. drainage is important. And it isn't something organic that's going to decompose and cause the mm-hmm. level of soil to drop. But it's right. really just, like I say, for annuals, the top 18 inches of a good quality potting mix, whether it's a soilless mix or whatever. Yep. Um, and, yeah, fill the bottom with anything you want. Okay. The one exception that I have is... Uh, one I'm going to be planting a hibiscus in. Does that change the... What, tropical hibiscus or a hardy? Uh, tropical. Okay. Well, um, it, it's... 
I mean, hibiscus will grow roots as far as you'll let them grow. Now, knowing that you're going to bring that plant in in the fall, my impulse would be to um, leave the hibiscus in its pot Mm -hmm. and then bury it pot and all into the big container. Oh, I see. Okay. And that way it'll be an easier transition into your house in the fall. And if I don't take it in in the fall? It'll die. Yeah, I know. Um, but I usually don't take them in. I just let them Oh, die. okay. Well, then that's fine. Yeah, so then if you're not taking it in the fall, then you're right. Take it out of the pot. And, oh, hibiscus, they'll grow roots anywhere into anything. <laughs> oh. So, But you're, you're right. I mean, be nice to give it, you know even two feet of nice soil wherever the hibiscus is going. And again, it could be, like I say, just straight to, um, topsoil below. Excellent. Okie doke. Terrific. Thank you very much for the information. You're very okay, welcome. Okay, thanks for joining us. Right on. Don, oh, by the way, Don, were you a first-time caller? Uh, no. no oh, okay. That's I, good. I called a couple of years ago. All righty. <laughs> well, I've got my bell handy. That's right. <laughs> well, that's right. It's getting a bit of dust on it. Well, like, I know no, it's you know, not been used. Your elbow to... isn't getting well, used. I don't I mean, know. Uh, let me give the phone numbers again just in case there might be first-time callers. A shy first-time yeah, caller yeah. who needs to like, if, make the call. <laughs> if you're in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-740. Four seven forty. Okay, let's go. Uh, well, speaking of Toronto, here we are. Toronto caller Liz on the line. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. 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 Good morning. Yeah. Go ahead. So I have um, seeds from last year for marigolds, mm-hmm. and I was wondering when do I distribute them into my soil, and do I need to fertilize my soil? Okay, good questions. Uh, Well, if you are wanting to plant them directly outside into the garden where you want them to grow, then I would, you're in Toronto, I would wait probably another 10 days, two weeks. uh, Because we do have some cool weather potentially coming. Even tonight, it's going to one degree. So marigolds are not hardy plants. And so you'll need to, like I say, you need the soil a little bit warmer as well, which it's warming up with all this beautiful sunshine and warm temperatures. So in about 10 days, two weeks, you're going to scatter the seeds just on the surface of the soil. You're going to cover with a tiny bit of of a soilless mix or a bit of peat moss. Something light will go over top of those seeds. Um, mm-hmm. Fertilizing at this point is not super important because marigolds don't need a lot of fertilizer to get growing. However, throughout the season, you may want to put uh, some flowering plant fertilizer on them just to encourage lots of flowers. Okay. Make sure you're uh, also planting in a well, the soil is well drained, not, a, not yeah. a heavy clay or a wet spot. And make sure they're getting a minimum of six hours of sun daily. And they're, oh, they get... We get sun from 7 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon. Perfect. So they're going to get plenty of sun. Perfect. So <clears throat> once those seeds are out there, just remember, if we are having hot, sunny weather like we are, get out there with your watering can, give them a little moistening every day. Uh, and they Perfect. should germinate within about 10 days. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Liv. Liz, there we are in Toronto. Uh, by, well, we just got a moment here. You were telling me a neat little story about... Speaking of germinating yeah, seeds, yes, that's about your next-door neighbor, a little six-year-old that was helping you. Well, yes, because you remember last week we uh, unveiled yes. uh, the beautiful acorns that we had 
collected the, the fall before and turned out they were all ready to go. And we planted one on radio. That yeah. was a bit of a, you know, momentous event. I mean, how often are oak trees well, planted exactly, on the radio? Exactly. Really? I think it's probably, a, you know, world's first. So we did one <laughs> on the radio, but there was still nine more to plant. Mm-hmm. Well, I took them home and I dug up some pots and I dug up some some seeding soil and I took it all out to my garage and my, my neighbor, my little six-year-old her name is Chloe, neighbor, was out there. Her mom was raking, and so she was kind of running around, getting in the way. And I said, why don't you help your mom and pick up the sticks? Because, you know, there's sticks all over the lawn. <laughs> so she goes, okay, okay. So she goes and does that, and then she's back. I've got little flowers poking up all over the place, yeah. little bulbs coming up. So she starts admiring all the flowers and talking to me about gardening. So I said, hey, do you want to help me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she filled the pots with the soil, and we got out the acorns, and we placed you know, an acorn into each little pot, and then she covered them all with soil, and then she watered them all very, very carefully, and uh, was proud as punch, just running around like a wild child. She was so excited. But the funny thing is, you know, kids, they, they don't have a lot of patience, because an hour later, <laughs> she's back. I think she thought they were probably growing by then. Yeah. Are they okay? Are they okay? Oh, yeah, they're fine. Well, are you sure I shouldn't just, no, don't, <laughs> don't touch. touch. <laughs> Maybe I should. Uh, add, is there too much soil? No, there's not too much soil. Should I add soil? No. no. <laughs> so, so pretty cute. Chloe, that's cute. yeah. So she's back and forth every day. How are the you know how are the oak trees coming? <laughs> so I said to her, you f- figure out a good spot. We'll get get an oak tree planted in your backyard. And how about that? Oh well. So, yeah. So now I we've got to find we've got to find homes for those trees. Exactly. You know, your that's balcony an, can only grow so many oak trees. That's right? a neat thing to do. You know, I mean. Little kids, get them involved. Get them, mm. oh, yeah. and that's when they start to fall in love with gardening, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I I always have, try to have a neighborhood yep. kid to help me because my kids grew out of gardening. I find till about ten years old, kids are the best helpers. Uh, by ten or eleven, yeah, it's not no. cool. No, no. But under that, I mean, my other side, the two little girls who are now pretty grown up. Of course, they're teenagers. They don't help me anymore. But they used to come over and help me starting at two, two years old. They were in my side yard helping me compost helping me plant and water and we would they take flowers home to plant at their house Very, it's such a sweet time of course everything takes two to three times longer when you have kids helping yeah. so you have, have to you be really yeah. patient <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you don't have that well you got if you're yeah. gonna do it you gotta just like you know don't get frustrated just go the go that pace good advice. explain uh, as you go like it's all about explaining right it's those sure. moments you got to grab those moments yep and that's the way of life, isn't it? Yeah. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. And we are going to enjoy more moments on the calls from our listeners in just a moment. Here at AM740, you're listening to The Garden Show. Charlie Dobbin will next talk to Ava in Innisville after these words. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frankie Proctor, laying down the... the fertilizer. Wh- Thank my you. Frank, fertilizer <laughs> oh, fellow. You, I wish I hadn't mentioned that. <laughs> Ava in Innisville. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ava. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I I have a problem with my lilac bushes for years. I planted them about 15, 16 years ago, and they don't want to bring me too much flower. Mm-hmm. I was trying to fertilize them uh, a couple of years ago, but it doesn't seem to be a bit any good for it. Any suggestion you have for me, because they're boring, just the green leaves <laughs> on it. <laughs> T- tell me, have you done any pruning on them? 
No, but I don't know how to prune them. <laughs> okay, because sometimes when lilacs don't bloom, it's because people are pruning them at the wrong time. Mm, I see. So that's very important. You never, ever uh, do any pruning on a lilac in the fall or mm-hmm. now because they sh- the flower buds are actually set in the fall, and they stay on the trees or shrubs all winter, and they should be there right now, and they're fattening up, and they're going to be you know ready to pop in the next month. Mm-hmm. So... The other question would be sunshine. How much sun are they getting? Um, somewhere around uh, from seven to three, like the three. Oh, yeah, so thing. lots of sun. Yeah. But very few flowers. What kind of lilacs are they? <laughs> That's a good question because we picked it up from the side of the road where they were blooming <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> uh, interesting. Hmm. So you dug them up from the side of the road where they bloomed like crazy. And, and then in my place, it didn't bloom. I know. So then I them a couple of years because they said that uh, when you freshly uh, cut it or, or plant it for a couple of years, you can't expect any flowers mm. on it. So I said, okay, I'm going to be patient. But I'm patient in the last 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're very patient, I would say. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so in a situation like that, what you have to do is you have to think back to the conditions that the lilacs were in that uh, caused them to be as beautiful as they were. Number one, they were not being fertilized at the side of the road, I can tell right. you right now. So don't fertilize. Number two, they were not being watered growing at the side of the road, so don't water them. Think about what what nature was giving them. They was giving them lots of sun, no care whatsoever. And they right? were doing fine. And they were doing fine. And, and often that's when the flowers really do form on plants is when they are struggling a little bit uh, for you know, so there's not great lot of leaves. Mm-hmm. Plants will often, you know, we, we anthropomorphize this whole thing and say, well, the plant thinks it might die. Therefore, it must set, you know, grow flowers in order to set seeds, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, maintain or continue the genetic line. Are plants really thinking that? I don't know. But we do know that plants under stress will often be quite floriferous and uh, create lots of flowers. Mm-hmm. So that would be my suggestion. Stop being so nice to that plant. Mm-hmm. I even have red uh, red cedar underneath it, so it looks nice. You know, yeah. at least it's red underneath it, big with the green. <laughs> I know you're being way too nice. Yeah, you need I to make that so. that plant just so you go out and yell at it a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, threaten it, tell it that you know if you need flowers or it's you know you're showing yeah. it the, yeah. the so end of the driveway. Suggesting for me to still to uh, pr- prune it. No, don't do any pruning now. Okay. It, um, no, no, not now, but after the flowers well, are, are they gone. Pretty, are these pretty large plants now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, They're about just six, five, seven feet tall. Okay, yeah. So what you want, of course, is when the flowers, because you are going to get flowers eventually, you want them to be at nose height. So you don't want them to be up six or seven feet high. So just keep your eyes peeled in the neighborhood and for the, where you maybe got the, the lilacs from. Watch when they are blooming naturally in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And about two weeks after that point, you could do some pruning on your lilacs. Okay. Okay. And, of course, you can take one, up to one-third of the plant off at any one time uh-huh. when you're pruning. And do, do that just to maybe shape the shrubs. Remember, the natural sh- shape of a lilac is the shape of a vase or mm-hmm. the letter V. Mm-hmm. So narrow at the bottom, you know, upright branches growing, you know, quite gracefully. And, and are, can be quite beautiful shrubs, but are best when they flower, <laughs> of course. Well, it's boring because it's only green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, you go out there, yell out a few times.
times, tell it that you're going to show it, you know, show it at the end of the driveway. If a little it tough love is needed up. there. Yeah. And no thank fertilizer. Thank you very much for your advice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks Good for listening. Good luck with that. Let you. us Bye-bye. know how that goes. Bye-bye. Yeah, AM 740 Zoomer Radio as we've, uh, oh, we connected with Mary now in Brampton. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, you're on a speakerphone there, I think. Yeah, I'm going to get it on. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, better? That's better. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm calling about my Christmas cactus, which is outgrowing the third pot. It's about seven years old. How oh. do I get it smaller if I snap off some of the yeah. stems? Because I've got, like, triple stems growing off of it. Right, yeah, that's exactly it. You snap, like, at the segments. Uh-huh. You can snip with a pair of scissors if it doesn't naturally just kind of snap off. Uh, okay, and because, I mean, I, I can't put it in another pot because I can barely pick up this pot. <laughs> they are a little tricky to transplant um, because they break quite easily when mm-hmm. you start flipping them around. Uh, and one of the biggest challenges with the Christmas cactus as well is having it as a balanced plant. So often they all kind of grow on one side and then they're all top-heavy and they fall over and, you know, yeah. crazy now, things what happen. What I've done with this plant is I've transplanted occasionally. So I have some blooming in December and I have some blooming in March. March and some blooming in June. That's good. <laughs> so it's quite temperamental. <laughs> Mind okay. of its own. Okay, so just snap it where it, where it branches out into a, a like a three a three pointer. Yeah, and, and yeah, and just take it so that it's as balanced as possible when yeah, you're done. Yeah, it's real. Like I said, I can't put it into another pot. I, just, I, I can't pick it up. Well, and it'll just get bigger. And of course, yeah, that's the last thing you sounds like it, you need is, is it, a bigger one. Yeah. What's <laughs> the time now? Wait until the fall. I uh, know now. Now. Yep. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's growing. Okay, guys, have a nice summer. Yeah. We'll Thank you, Mary. We'll there. Thank okay. you very much. Yes, exactly. There's Mary from Brampton, one of our regular callers. All, all are always a pleasure uh, talking mm. to Mary. And I love listening to her New York accent. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking to a first-time caller. I'll introduce him very, very shortly. But first, I have to talk a little bit about... You know, we didn't mention, the last time I mentioned uh, Sierra Sill was the uh, yeah. relatively new... Um, analgesic spray mm-hmm. and uh that's it, it contains uh let's see oh do you want to just lower that line thank you very much uh justin yeah we've got just on the line already but uh, analgesic spray sierra mm-hmm. it's made from i think it's six or seven of the world's natural oils and there is an extra oil a little camphor they put in there that just makes it smell beautiful like you've fallen out of a a pine, pine tree, tree yeah. which I just can't imagine why you'd ever want to fall out of a pine tree. <laughs> well, but I think it's that smell on the it way is. down. It's worth it just well, for the smell. If right? you've got sore muscles, yep. you've been doing work in the garden or Ooh, whatever. And haven't we all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spray it on and, yep. oh, it just is. Co- it's, I mean, even if it's just the smell. I know. Like, I think that but it really relaxes does. you. It does contain a, uh, some serocell as well. Uh, as all those natural oils, and it's terrific. Yeah, so it just really relieves the yep. pain in, in muscles. And, of course, those painful muscles might have come about because you were able to be so active, raking leaves, raking the lawn, you got it. pulling weeds, all those important things, pruning, <clears throat> excuse me, in our gardens with all this great weather. So check it out. So, you can find them at basically any good health food store. Yeah, so Sierra Sil spray for yep. muscle relief, Sierra Sil pills for joint, uh, for oiling the joints. S-I-E? R-R-A-S-I-L Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, I am delighted to welcome to the show Jess from North York and... 
first-time caller. Hi, Jess. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the show. Go ahead. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'm a little nervous. It's oh. my first time on the air. No uh, problem. No problem. <laughs> no worries. Okay, I have. I, I had. Uh, I think I got most of my answer from your previous caller. Uh, I have the same problem with lilac trees that don't flower. Um, you know what? Uh, we've been living in this house for over twenty years, and when we first moved in, we had these beautiful, beautiful lilacs to mm-hmm. flower. Mm-hmm. And as the years went by, uh, we got less and less. So we got, you know, like we like we like lilacs. Uh-huh. So we went to a nursery, and they suggested to buy to get another tree. Mm-hmm. So we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're both dead. Oh, they're, well, they, they get leaves, but no flowers. There's, uh, you know, there's maybe three, ten, maybe ten flowering uh, spots. Hmm. Beautiful leaves, but yeah. uh, that's as far as it goes. Well, um, and you heard what we were saying when when Ava was on the phone, and it's the idea of making sure you're pruning at the right time. So after they flower is when we do and whatever pruning we're ever going to do on a lilac, we do it right after they flower. Right after? Yeah, like, uh-huh. you know, within a week of the flowers being finished, number one, we remove the dead flowers always uh-huh. because otherwise they t- the uh, lilacs tend to set seed. And a lot of energy goes into creating lilac seeds. And unless you're planning on starting a lilac nursery, you really don't need lilac seeds. So we remove the flowers once they're, once they're finished. Mm-hmm. That way we avoid that creation of the seeds and more energy can go into the plant's actual vigor to, per, to create more flower buds for the future. So that's important. So f- prune, like so do you, prune. So you say we should fl- uh, um, prune them as soon as the flowers are gone? Yeah, as soon as the flowers are, are dried up and turned brown, right before your very eyes. Right, right, right. You, oh, okay, okay. If nothing else, you cut off the dead flowers. Uh-huh. But you may want to do some shaping on the plant, some pruning for size. Uh, removing dead wood is always important at the mm-hmm. same time. In your case, and, and again, make sure that there's, the plant is, plants are getting lots of sun. I find that when lilacs really, uh, lo, you know, the flowers get smaller and thinner and fewer, it's often connected to less sunlight just because other trees and things have grown up. Like we get uh, sun from, I would say, from about 11.30 till sundown. Okay, so good. Oh, yeah. So full afternoon. So that's good. You want that. Um, and so they're getting that kind of sun. And in your case, I would fertilize these lilacs anytime now in the next month with just, you know, a flowering shrub fertilizer, uh, which is a good idea. If you do top dress, you know, do you add manure to your gardens at all or uh, anything like that? Uh, no, no. So not a bad idea. And are they growing up out of the lawn or are the lilacs growing in a flower bed? Uh, no, on the in the backyard on a lawn. Okay, so make sure there is no there's no grass right up to the base of the lilacs. No, no, there isn't. Okay, good. Um, and uh, we've been fertilizing it, and uh, you know, it's, every year I'm getting the same, <laughs> the same thing. You know, I'm frustrating. And isn't my it? next door neighbor, I mean, not exactly next door, when we drive into the uh, street. Mm-hmm. There's a lilac tree in this property that's full of flowers. <laughs> and it's probably neglected. Yes. Uh, lilacs do thrive people, on neglect. People just walk on the street and, and take them as they go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so remember that. Go out there and yell at that lilac a few times and tell it that, you know, you're just going to ignore it from now on. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They Thanks. might drag me away to 999. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a great weekend, Justin. Okay, Th- great. Thanks Thank for, you very much. You Thanks bet. for calling. Thanks for being Thank on the show here at the Garden Show. We're just coming into the last few moments. We don't really have time, I don't think, to go to another caller. Do you want to just go really quick, okay, see quickly. Jesse? Jesse. She, uh, see if we can go fast. Jesse in Toronto. Hello, Jesse. Yes. Yes, fast yes. question. It's Jesse in North York, and you have a wonderful program. Thank you. And I've been trying to call you before. Okay. Anyway, my question. Okay. Um, you, I talked to you about my Christmas cacti, uh-huh. and you told me to put it in a cold room, uh-huh. which I did. Uh-huh. Quite cold in the basement. Yeah. But nothing has happened. Never any flower bed came on, and they're there for months now. And they were getting sunshine in, in the basement? Oh, a tiny little bit. Okay, tiny. All right, so they do need light. Uh, Chris, uh, any cactus needs light in order to really thrive. So I'd get them out into the light now. Oh. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, it'll be warmer in the sunshine, and they'll love all the sun. Uh, and what we'll do is it, ultimately what I would do with that Christmas cactus is get it outside this summer, yeah. leave it outside for right till October, and when you bring it inside in October, it will be covered in flower buds. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. All right. I hope so, Thank too, you, Jesse. Thank you Take very care. much. We have, have to, a have to kind of run. We do. We're, at, we're out, of, out of time. Dave's Corner Garage guys are here. I hear them warming up. They're revving their engines yes, in the exactly. next room. So you have fun in Sarnia. I will, for sure. And you have fun You're on later on today. Yes, I am. Two o'clock. And you enjoy the sunshine. Indeed. And you get outside. And if you feel like you want to rake some leaves, come on up to my place. All right. <laughs> okay. Good night. Thank you. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you so much, Frank. Couldn't do it without you. And thanks to all our great callers. See you again next week. The Garden Show is brought to you by the Urban Nature Store. Everything for folks who love wild birds. Six GTA locations, including Woodbridge, Mississauga, and Oshawa. Visit urbannaturestore.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.